you're listening to the Miss Amanda Chen Show, and here's another episode of the 100 Mass Men series where I have courageous conversations with anonymous men all around the world about dating, sex, and what it means to be a man. Masked man number 17 is the quiet man. You know the type, reserved, sticks to himself, incredibly observant, and probably has a lot of female friends. In this safe space, we get really deep into a play-by-play of consent and rape culture from both his point of view and mine. I'm so grateful to be able to share two sides to a topic that is really important to me, and I'll let you be the judge now. On whether or not we can feel someone saying no with their body, or do we require the actual words set in stone? I actually love that this is all captured on this podcast, because I feel like I get into these conversations all the time, regardless of the show, and I always wish I had it available to share with people. So here's my first, and definitely not my last, attempt at talking to another man about consent and rape. I hope you enjoy the show. Sometimes I'm the quiet guy. Sometimes, like, in, like, not all situations are they the same scenario with my group of friends where, like, I fit into this category. But I don't, I don't, I don't think sometimes I fit into all of these categories. A lot, of those, a lot of people think I'm the quiet guy. I think I'm the funny guy. Yeah, I've been called the, well, actually, guy. I like, like, I like facts. I don't like people spewing things out of their ass and then, you know, having everybody take that for a grain of salt. Okay. It's like, well, if that's not correct, like, I'm not going to correct you, like, in a condescending way, but, like, you know, I don't want you to go on with the rest of your life thinking that that's true if it's not. I am the person of color who was born in Scarborough, raised all around Toronto. I am a long line of mixed, but my parents are two black people. On both sides, there's a long line of, uh, I guess, like not being politically correct, a long line of mulattoes, I like to say. I come from a family with a lot of family issues. I mean, like, I don't need to air it all, but uh, I lived in, in, in a family that, you know, was in and out of divorce, like 30, 30, 40 times. I mean, like, that's an exaggeration, but, like, I'm 32, and I can't remember a year that I didn't hear that term. Divorce. Yeah. It was like, always, it was always like, on on and off. Same husband, same father, same mother, just on and off. Like, if I could reference a show, I mean, like, it's literally Arrested Development that I feel like I can relate to. The thing that they've tried to implement was keeping it together at home, but no one ever did that. Together. No one kept it together at home. They just okay. didn't tell anybody else. And I, I don't feel like that is keeping it together. Like they just, just everything secret. Yeah, just kept a secret from everybody else. And that is not keeping it together. Like, I learned, had to learn very quickly. It's like, it's just, yeah, it's not real too much. What does being a man mean to you? I feel that whatever being a man is, is really projected onto or from who the person is asking you to be that. So if you're asking me to be this, you have a certain skill set in mind to have me live up to it. And if I don't live up to it, I'm not a man. So it's like, okay, if you want that, then be that. If you want that, then be that. Like, oh, I'm looking for this. And I was like, okay, well, look for it in yourself. People usually end up looking within themselves and attracting what they're looking for. If I want somebody who's outdoorsy and I'm never outdoors. Then how are you gonna find, find that person outdoors? outdoors? Like, yeah, I, how am I gonna find like, you know, like if I want someone who's active, right? And you're not doing And I'm anything. sitting on the couch, that's, I'm never gonna find this person. So you need to be what you want. 
that's the, so when someone says, oh, I want to have someone who's strong, and I want someone who's going to take care of me, like, how are you going to find this person? Yeah. If you're not in the places to find that person. So what are the kind of girls that you attract? Are they a type? I think I attract what I project when I'm a certain person. I mean, we're all different, different days, and I know, like, I know myself, I am not the same sometimes when I'm hanging out with a different group of friends. Like, in a certain group of friends, I just so happen to fall into this personality. And it's like, this is who I am. Even though this is, like, who I am in general, like, I have one, two, three, four faces, but... I wouldn't say that I have a split personality, but like when you when you act a certain way amongst a peer of friends, you tend to attract that type of person. And then when you switch your group of friends, or if you have, if you, if even if you don't have a group of friends, maybe one day you're feeling a little bit more outspoken. Maybe one day you're feeling a little bit more quiet, and you attract somebody else. Like this is this has happened in my life where I've attracted a different type of person based on how I'm feeling that day. Do you feel like um, you can never win? Like either you're too emotional, not emotional enough, you're too nice, not nice enough. I mean, like, like we're, so I mean, like, I feel like, I'm afraid I'm at a ripe age to, <laughs> I feel like I'm at a, a, I'm at that ripe, like, plantain, banana age where it's just like, you're the avocado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I am ready to read and, and decipher messages. But I mean, like, there's still shit to learn. Like, you know, there's different avocados, there's different bananas, there's different plantains, like different mangoes out there that like, they're, some are not ready, some are ready. Some are like, you know, some are look like they're ready on the outside, but they're not ready on the inside. Some look like they're ready on the inside or feel like they're ready on the inside, but they don't look ready on the outside. And you just have to really choose the right one. And it's really, sometimes you just don't pick the right one. And it's like, it's, you have to, you have to really read and decipher the scenario. And it's, it's not something that's readily available for you. It's not, it's not an open book. It's not something, a textbook you can go into the library and pick up and be like, all right, this is how shit works. So where are you in terms of ripeness? <laughs> in ripeness. <laughs> uh, like, what do you want? Where, like, where are you ready for? Or, or what's the ideal situation for you romantically? I'm not ripe. You're not? I mean, I may be ripe to somebody else. What does that mean? I may be ripe to... The right person. When I say I'm not ripe yet, I mean, I may know what I want, and someone may want the same thing I do right now. But I'm not finished developing myself. Like, I'm not finished evolving. So, six months from now, two months from now, tomorrow, a year from now, like, we're never really finished evolving. And if someone is still on the same page with me as I'm evolving, as to what I want, then yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But if we're not on the same page as to what we want, then it's apples and oranges at that point. But I guess in that sense, like you have the argument, people can change, right? People, people do evolve. I have said <laughs> numerous times in many relationships, and I think this stems from just like being around my family and also just watching the Chappelle show, that there was a skit with a stenographer, and a stenographer is the person in court who literally types everything that's getting said. And literally, there's this hilarious skit, but I digress. Anyways, I've said it throughout many relationships, and I was like, I feel like there needs to be a stenographer here so that we can literally 
recognize what has been said versus what somebody's saying now. Mm. And sometimes it's it's not welcome the joke, but it's a real thing because it's your word against theirs 100% of the time because there's nobody else there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in future relationships, I don't know if this is going to be a thing. Like, we joke about it sometimes within songs, within pop culture, within movies and TV, where, like, you enter a relationship and there's this contract of what you expect from the relationship. And I think Black Mirror touches on that a little mm-hmm. bit. But How do you feel about that? Do you want the contract there? Or what? <laughs> I mean, I'm not one to change what I said. I'm a quiet person, so I tend to mean what I say when I say it. So like I I, I I I like I like saying I said what I said. Right, but then if it's written on contract, it further proves you said what you said. I said what I said. So do you approve the contract? Well, now you're asking me if I want the contract. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like if you meet somebody, you say I say what I say, and they say okay, well if you're gonna say what you say, let's write it down on paper and record it and do all the things, whatever. Now it's set in stone. So what you said is literally what you said. Would you be cool with it? Or is that extra for you? And if it is extra, why? I don't, I, I'd probably be cool with what I said. And are you okay signing on that? Yeah. I mean, okay. like, I'm like I'm verbally <laughs> saying this right now. Yeah, I'd probably be cool with what I said because I wouldn't say anything that I don't want. Okay, so that's what I mean. Like, I think in relationships, like... But, hold on. Okay. I also agree with, like... Like I said, evolving. No, okay. no, 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 no contract. I said, I also agree with evolving. I probably stayed in the contract if us two evolved to not want both what we wanted, then we should be able to null and void the contract. Of course. You can null it at Yeah, time. I mean, like, I put that in the contract. That, that's only fair. Like, if we both do not want what we prior to said in said agreement, okay, we're, it's null and void. But you can't just opt out, like, three days later or well yeah technically you could right because it's like this this is our agreement and i mean that's literally marriage like that's what marriage is if you both mutually don't agree i think marriage is uh, <laughs> marriage is a about whole different contrived notion of we have to work together forever and it's this hard mm. thing and blah 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 whereas like i'm saying these are my intentions you know i i get all these guys that lie to me right yeah all these fuck boys that lie to me and then I literally gave them a chance to say I'm aligned with you on this direction or I'm not aligned. And they lie to me and say that they are aligned. How am I supposed to know the difference now if all of them lie? How do I know which one is telling me the truth now? So if maybe I meet you and then you're trying to be authentic with me, how am I going to know the difference? And do you experience that when you talk to girls and they just like don't believe anything you say because they're so used to the fucking lies? Yes. How do you navigate around that? Or like how do I lie? navigate someone believing or, or thinking that I'm lying? Because that's all she knows. Because that's all she knows. Do you try or do you just give up? I've tried. Okay. I've tried. And tried till I'm blue in the face. And then you, like, this, is, this has happened to me before, uh, actually, where I try and I try and I try again. And I start to befriend them. And because they're not interested in not even giving me like a minute of their time, a second, an iota, like not even the idea of giving me the time of day. And where it comes to the point where it's like, okay, you know what? This is interesting now. 
because I know from what you've said or what you have explicitly shown what you want, because I've talked to you for long enough, to, to at least have some understanding of what you want out of a person or, or, or a man or a boyfriend or whatever you're looking for. So sometimes, in certain cases, I tend to befriend them slowly to hear the other side, right? So you become friends with them, and then you hear this, and they start complaining to you about who they want to be with or this person they're talking to. And then I hear like the shallow answers about what's going on in their life. And I'm like, this, this, that, that, that situation becomes frustrating to the point where it's like, so you knew what you wanted. And I'm not saying that I'm it. I'm not it. Right. And I'm fine with that. But now I'm in a situation to try and guide you out of the same situation that you thought I wasn't. And here I am, like, literally doing it, helping you. Like, I've had friends do this, and I've become actual, like, real-life friends with him. And it's, it's literally a choice for them. It's, it's, it, it becomes a choice where it's like, I have to unfriend them. Because every time I talk to them, it's drama. Every time I talk to them, it's this. Every time I talk to them, it's that. It's like, you, you're choosing this. You're choosing that. And like this happens with guys and guys and girls. Like I have guy friends that are just like, dude, like you like you're you're like I've been told this, like in my toxic past, I've been told that I'm channeling this person. Right? And I've been I had to like coach somebody else out like a guy friend out of channeling the same type of person that left you in this rut or channeling a girl like out of like this is the, the they look the same and they act the same and they're same doing it's the, the, like they're doing the same thing like like do I need to show you like a flow chart <laughs> of, of like what has happened before and what is happening now you're on the same route and it's it's frustrating so you you can't make the horse drink from the well. They, you, you can't you, control people. You can't yeah. Yeah, make them be responsible for their own no, actions. You can just show them their actions and hope that they change. Mm-hmm. It's like you can change the people around you, but you can't change the people around you. So I think we're on the same page in terms of like, you, you like to say I said what I said, and you like mm-hmm. that that's written out, right? So if we get into the conversation of consent mm-hmm. with like sexual activities, and someone can give you consent and then revoke consent mm-hmm. at the, any time, you know. So how do you engage in that conversation? Have you ever had a negative experience where someone misinterpreted things and said that they didn't give you consent and you thought you did or, you know, any type of... I'm totally okay with that. Like, that is a very sensitive subject, like, regardless of this whole movement. Like, I've not, like, when I say movement, like, more recent, like, I've been like visually seeing it throughout my entire life like I'm not okay with that like I've always been a firm believer of like yeah you can change your mind like I changed my mind like a couple of times before I even lost my virginity like no I'm not okay with this it happened like it happened to me so yeah I'm, I'm a firm believer like you can change your mind any fucking time like don't force yourself on me Has do you have an experience or like a story of when Someone changed their mind, like, halfway through? Or yeah, you I changed ch- your mind halfway through? I changed my mind halfway through. I've experienced someone else changed their mind halfway through. 
have an experience when, you know, people change their mind halfway through a group decision. It, yeah, it's just, it, it happens. So it... Do you, do you gauge it and say like... Wait a minute! You just you just started moving differently. Like do you, you can still, tell? Or yeah, like, there, there's 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 like face, there's nonverbal expressions. Like there's facial expressions. There's body movements where it's just like this isn't as fluid as it was prior to. Like this wasn't as this wasn't as emotional. It wasn't it was it doesn't have the same emotional connection. This doesn't have the same physicality as it does. There's not a lot of touching anymore. This is weird. And then you ask what's up, and you pull back. You like you. You know, you exit yourself from the situation and, like, you kind of just, like, I, I would give them, like, a look and they're like, what's up? And they're like, I'm not feeling it. Or the same way, they look at me and they're like, uh, what's going on with you? And I'm just like, I, like, sometimes you don't want to actually say anything because you feel either embarrassed or you feel like they're going to get, they're going to get embarrassed or they're going to get upset that you don't want them anymore. They don't, like, and because, like, you're in a vulnerable situation, like, you're both naked or you, or whatever the situation may be. So when, have you, okay. When is an experience that you're intimate with someone, you guys are both naked, and then you pull back? Why did you pull back? Like, why did you suddenly feel like, you know what, I'm not into this? Like, something got into your headspace? Like, what happened that made you change your mind suddenly? Uh, Some random ass thought? Like, what happened? Like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so curious. Like, this does not happen to me. The one, the one day some guy's just going to be like, no, I'm just going to pull back for, like, no uh, reason at all. I would love that to happen. To all right. Me. All right. Uh, all right. So, I hope she's not listening. <laughs> but, no, no. all right. Uh, so, there was this, there was this time that I had a friend, a girlfriend, so to say. And, like, we were, we were, like, going at it for, like, a couple weeks or so. And like we've seen a couple of couple seen each other a couple of times, and uh, she li- she lived she lived on the island, so I knew that I had to leave the island uh, like at a certain time to catch the boat to get back to the city. Otherwise, you're stuck there all night. And you can't stay over. Well, well, that's the thing. I wasn't planning to stay over. I didn't mean to stay over. Like we had either work or school the next day or something like that, and. Uh, I just, I didn't plan to stay over and I really needed to go home. So I remember just like her really wanting me to stay and me really wanting to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I ended up like really like just kind of giving in to the situation. And I remember just like pulling down her bra and like, okay, I'm going to be real. Uh, she got this really long hair coming out of her nipple. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like, like when I put my mouth on it, like I was like at least like three inches away or maybe two inches away. And it was like kind of still in my mouth. And I was like, it was weird. And it kind of threw me off uh, at the time. I was young, right? And I was like, oh, maybe it's just like, like a piece of fur or something. Mm-hmm. But I went back three, four times. It was still there, right? And I was like, we're young, whatever. And like, I just... I don't know, like, it, it threw me off, and, like, I'm not being, everybody has body hair, everybody has hair on their body, uh, and I just, I don't know, there's, there's something, it, just, it got really distracted, and it really threw me back into, I gotta leave, it really wasn't about the hair, the hair really just got me out of me giving in, you were just to searching stay. for anything at that point, I think it I was, it could have been fucking anything, and, like, I think she noticed that I noticed 
that the hair was there and that threw her into a totally different mind space while I was really convinced that it has nothing to do about the hair but this is a great distraction and I'm out of here you just wanted to leave I just wanted to wanted leave to I wanted to home. catch the carry ferry home and uh, that was a real like pivot in our relationship mm. quotation marks uh, but that's one uh, I mean like there, there have been times where, like, I've literally, and some people ask me, like, how do you just fucking leave? And I was like, you just get up and leave, dude. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, there was this time I was walking, I was working, leaving work, but I do remember diverting down, and I ended up walking into one of my exes, and uh, we were both a little bit inebriated. I think I got let out early, so on and so forth, and uh, I ended up Ubering back to her place with her, and so on and so forth, but... Once I got to her place, it was kind of like, not familiar, because I've never been to this house, or this this condo, and like I put the condom on, and like, we were getting frisky, and so on and so forth, and then, like I actually left her place, like mid, mid-session, condom on, nobody finished, put my clothes on it, and left, and it was just like, was the condom still on? It was, yeah, I got like I literally <laughs> like, left with the condom on. on. With the condom on. I left the house with the condom on. Like, I like I got in the cab, went back to the club where I just had left work and continued to drink with my friends who were still at work. And like I thought you left. And I was like, Yeah, yeah and I told them the story and I was like, You saw the condom? I was like, Yeah, I should probably go take that up. And like wow. it, yeah, I just wasn't feeling it anymore. Like I just didn't want to be there. I know that we were both in the like he's a moment. Yes. And we were just, I just didn't want to be there anymore. Like, I, mm. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to deal with the aftermath. I didn't want to deal with, like, the, to- the talk the between drama. us, the drama. Yes. And I just, I didn't, I didn't want to do it altogether. And, like, it's been weird ever, like, ever since. Like, mm. I, I see her on the street sometimes. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like, just this, like, weird, awkward smile. But, like, we just don't talk anywhere. So, as a guy, I think you have the ability to leave this issue because you're the one penetrating her, right? So you I've know, had girls leave. How, how did that work out? Like, how did she stop it? They don't want it anymore. And they're like, all right. Do I'm, they vocally say that? Or do they, like, does, do they move their body? Or, like, how does that happen? Like, I've had a situation where, like, uh, like you're both kind of jointly in the motion. Mm-hmm. And then one of you stops the mm-hmm. motion. Okay. And then it's like, okay, this is weird. What's happening? And you stop and like, you know, you guys eject from each other. And then it's like this, this awkward silence and you, you kind of like want to know what's happening, but so like, you ask? yeah, you ask, you, you ask like, what's, what's, what's happening? What's going okay. on? It's like, I, I don't know. I just don't feel well or whatever, whatever the situation may be. Uh, and yeah, that that's that. Like you don't force yourself back in. You don't. You don't like. Oh well, this is happiness. No, you don't fucking do that. No, it's weird. Like when you, when you hear about that, when you see that, it's. I I find that super weird. Like, yeah, it's like uh, you know so. I mean? Like you ejected and then figured out what's wrong and then you like force yourself on her. Like this makes no fucking sense, dude. Like it's fucked up. So after she like, stops grinding with you you notice that the it's off beat right so then you leave and then you guys talk about it and then that's that 
the same way I would and then, do and then, the same thing. And then thing. what, you both put on clothes and then it's over? Like, what, well, some, what? sometimes it's not the put on clothes. Sometimes it's like you kind of just like lay there. Maybe you go to sleep or you would... You just stop. You just okay. stop. It's like, all right, well, sometimes it's awkward. And be like, all right, well, I'll see you soon and leave. Like there's no explanation? Sometimes, does, she, does she not say anything? Like... This is not the same person. I mean, like... In yeah, general. Like in the, general. Like, there, like, there was different situations where it's like, all right, well, this wasn't working. Or, like, maybe there was a time limit. Or maybe, like, I'm not getting off today. Maybe the, I'm not feeling it. Like, I'm, like, mm. the, like. So, it's, it's really funny because, like, the guys that I'm with, <laughs> the guys that I'm with, it's always like, sorry, I got whiskey dick. So, this isn't, this isn't going to work out. So, that's when they stop with me. Like, it's not that they want to stop. It's they physically cannot continue, right? They're just like, you can keep going, but it's not going to come back up, you know? And they just be like, sorry, like, we, we, we played as much as we can, but Junior's not uh, not participating, you know? And, and that right. that's that's my experience. When I pull out away from them, because maybe I <laughs> sober up a little bit, I don't know, like, I don't know what the fuck's happening, but I'm just like, hmm, something is is not not um, not right, whatever that situation is, right? So I'll, I'll kind of, like you said, stop grinding in, in the motion. What ends up happening, instead of a guy stopping, like you said, to ask about, you know, mm-hmm. the rhythm, why, why are you stopping the rhythm? He'll just change positions and keep going. That's my experience, mm-hmm. and, any t- and then I would stop again, and then again, he would switch to another uh, position, and then just pin me down, find another reason, like find another, another position. After you pull away. Multiple times, yeah. Until there's now a position where like, I'm like pinned down that I can't keep moving. So I don't know if they misinterpret that as like, this is a game or this is a, you know, me, me like playing hard playing or whatever, or whatever. So, so my mind goes like from playful to awkward to like more aggressive, aggressive, aggressive to the point that like I don't fight back anymore. So that like, I mean, I've, I've been raped a lot of times, obviously from that explanation. But so I stop trying. And I, 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 I just I'm, like, I'm sorry to hear I, just, I don't uh, think you should stop trying. I, I have not experienced the time where I could stop it midway. So I have to stop it before it starts. So that, that's why now I like, we're like mid kissing or whatever, then I'll be like, hey, what's your intention? Because as soon as we get into it, I don't feel safe that he won't just pin me down and, and, and put me in a position like, the uh, most common one is like I'm pinned like face down and uh, like my hands are behind my back cuffed like I can't move basically fully pinned down because anytime like I had my, if I had my arms free then I would move and I'd like get, get, yourself get weird about it and and he would just be like are you just trying to find a different position or like whatever whatever so that's that's my way so when when you tell me those stories when like a girl kind of like moves different and then you can feel it and tell, that means that every single time this has happened, these guys know. Yeah. They know. They know. They don't. They don't care. Yeah. Well, at least not They know. Yeah. yeah. They know. If I can, yeah, they know. They most definitely know. And, and that's, they're less, I'm, I, I, I'm not saying I'm some, some higher intellect, but they fucking know. It's not that hard to tell. Like, you're both in a vulnerable situation, mm-hmm. and you can... You, li- think it's, you think everyone knows. You think it's universal. If like you maybe, walk, maybe okay. once in a while it's if like you, cloudy. Yeah, maybe it maybe cloudy? maybe it's fucking cloudy. Maybe you guys are fucking inebriated and, and like like both of you just don't recognize any symbols. I mean like we've all had times where like 
you can't read the fucking security guard's face and you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck you, buddy. But yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah. Like, I said some interesting times where I thought I was just eating popcorn and I was accidentally spitting popcorn on the security guard's face. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't know that. But, <laughs> you know? Okay. But, you know, this is something that's kind of universal. Like, you walk in a room and if you feel like everybody in the room has been talking shit about you because you did something stupid, like, it's that feeling. Like, when you. It's pretty when obvious. Yeah, like when, when you're drunk and you wake up in the morning and you go back to the place that you were drunk, you have this feeling of like like a sixth sense of awareness. It's like mm-hmm. something looks familiar and these people are kind of acting weird around me. Mm-hmm. Like there's something, something there's, you can feel the energy. Like these aren't, these aren't like signs and like your pineal gland isn't that calcified to not pick up on these things. Like you feel them like the same way. Like you feel people's energy in their aura when they're talking aggressively to you. It's like, you can feel that not to mention when you're inside them or on them. It's like, you can feel that. Like you can feel when someone's being aggressive. Like if someone's eating you out or riding you or just like, you know, like you can feel when it's not consensual or when it's not like passionate. You can feel when it's aggressive. You can feel like that's what people literally, I guess, call hate fucking, you know? It's like, you can feel the difference. Mm. You know the difference. You can, like, it's, the tension is so thick in the air, you can fucking taste it. Yeah. Like, I guess it's funny because a lot of guys would be like, oh, she didn't want to, she just say no. And it's like, I did say no many times and all of them were ignored. So then no means nothing to me. So that's why I don't say no anymore. Well, you, you, know you I mean? shouldn't change your meaning of no. You should punctuality like you should punctualize it like into them i no, that's, that's how i feel about it that, like, that's why i say no like before clothes get off but i need to be in the right mental state before the clothes get off right Cause I, I mean like, like you shouldn't have to like like let's say we're like in the same situation like you said you were cuffed face down you shouldn't have to like roll your body over and like fucking snap the fucking guy's dick off and say no like it should be very clear that you don't want it, you know? Like, the guy in that situation is a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, he should realize, recognize, like, how did you not, how did you get into the situation without reading the body language? Right? You well, know? that's what I mean. Like, I, that, I think that's the biggest problem because, like, I'll, I'll enter a, a sexual encounter wanting it. Yeah. And then I'll feel rapey behavior in the yeah. moment, right? And then I start acting weird because I, I feel the raping behavior. Yeah. But then now I'm in it, and it's like, it's in, 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 it's his, in his and defense, I, and yeah. he would say, well, I asked you to kiss in the beginning, you know, and I'm like, well, I thought that was cute, and then it went to some weird monstrosity, you know, and now I want to revert to that. Like, yeah, I, like know? I said, in the contract, you, like, if it's not <laughs> mutual, fucking dip, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I do it. Yeah, I People do it, yeah. I don't know. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's wild that, like, as strong as I am, like, on the surface for a lot of things, mm-hmm. as soon as I'm naked in the bedroom and, like, it's already started, I am probably, like, the weakest person because of every single time I said no, that it just, like... It's been, like, a weird slope. It's been aggressive. So yeah. now saying no is, like, not cool. Like, saying no means... I mean, I, this, is, this is my experience. Like, if I say no and he continues in an aggressive way, he knows it's right now and he knows... He has control over me. But in any sense of the fact, he doesn't. 
because now now he knows I said no. He knows I don't want this, and he's still doing it. In all senses, like and even even from that, right up until he goes to jail, he's not in control. But who? When do they go into jail? When do they? When is justice ever served in those situations? I mean. Uh, that is that is you know, a very that, fickle that, that, that we can go back to like yeah. he said she said you know like how how, how are you gonna say that right because I mean they're, they're, that's not a contract really right there right? right there is no contract but like there, weren't there like these websites that like have these people on it that uh, like I'll I think, call people out and shit yeah like there's there's a couple for like the people in the shady shady ass people in the club industry there's like a couple of them I think it's called like. The, like the, it's kind of like the shade room but like for like club people on like the internet for like promoters and like shitty managers and like just scummy people in the industry I think I think that makes sense but that's like borderline expected you know what I mean because yeah. it's like you know, uh, you know CD, CD club style shit and like all of the I owners are like you know expected, but yes it's unfortunately expected well means like there, there's there's a certain amount of undesirables in the freaking community of people in the dating pool like the undesirables are just out there. I think, I don't know how to say this nicely, but I think there's a secret, like, turn-on when someone like me that's, like, you know, very strong and vocal on the regular side is suddenly fucking scared. Yes, I, I mean, you, like, they're... And then it's like, fuck, yeah, like, some guys are like, fuck, I don't want you to be scared of me, but other guys are like, sick. Just there is, yes, there is, there is a fantasy. Like, and, like, that is, that is, that is, yeah, it's basic BDSM. I mean, you have a fantasy of being controlled. Get it. Uh, if that is not your fantasy and it happens all the time and it slowly becomes your fantasy, that is also out of the next person's control. Okay. So, like, that, that is, that is also a thin line in between where you call unconsensual and then... I actually liked it later, and like that is that is a line that I am not willing to cross and talk about because that is between the person who has that fantasy and the person who doesn't have that fantasy, and what has happened to them. Yeah, just there's, there's, so. there's a lot of gray area there. Yeah. So, why do you think people have fantasies for like, especially the oh no but yes but like no but yes you know that level like <laughs> tie me up and like damsel in the stress like that that whole vibe and it's, i feel like so many girls are like oh yeah like i would just love a guy to just like take control and do this whole thing and i'm just like all of this is rape and i think i'm 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 thankful that they have not experienced this so they find this desirable but mm-hmm. you know why, why do you think girls like that shit or, or why do you think like that's a I'm not a philosophical major here, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, I mean, a lot of the time, and like, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will you know, correct me where I am wrong, but uh, it's, it's about what you don't have control in your regular life. So you try to do the opposite in your sexual life. What you do behind closed doors kind of really reflects about what happens in your day-to-day life. If you have a lot of control in your day-to-day life, you want to be submissive in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a lot of control in your day-to-day life and you're literally like a pushover, so to say, like quote-unquote, maybe you want to be that dominatrix. Maybe you want to be that sadistic person in the bedroom. I mean, like there are, there are levels to this shit. And like, like I said, correct me if wherever... 
but uh, it really depends on where where you are. Like some people just end up liking things because it coincidentally happened to them. Like, uh, and it opens up their yeah, mind to the, yeah. I mean, yeah. like you you may you may uh... <laughs> okay. I I had, I had a friend tell me that he was like super into like uh, nipple play because one day his girlfriend didn't shave her legs and her like her like uh, her knee to ankle was like rubbing up on his nipples and then he got super into nipple play after that and like he's like just like about it in general on both parties her and him and like that's how it started because like the chafing mm, of her was exciting, was exciting yeah. for him and like it was exciting for her and so on and so forth and then they like it now so it's just like it's sometimes not about psychologists like what tickled your fancy at that point you got into it like how, how do people get into like well there's a lot of kinks out there i mean well, being I masked a lot of suppressed yeah, yeah i mean like it's it's really about what what's in their subconscious like People joke about, like, little kids, like, you know, jacking off on the couch cushions or, like, rubbing up their, you know, their crotch on the corner of a table. And, like, that can translate later on into your life into, like, something. you know, something. Uh, I mean, I think your question was a little different, but, yeah, that's, that's a whole that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> so I want to wrap up with two questions. First question is, what negative thoughts do women have that you wish could change? Uh, my mom, she was like a model. Uh, I didn't know she was a model until later on. Okay. Uh, I only saw like photos of her in the hallway or like uh, photos of her in like in a closet somewhere. And I was like, oh, what's this? And like, I'd find out a bit later, right? And she got a nose job. But then like, like as I was growing up, she didn't really wear a lot of makeup, right? And like, it was, it was, it was nice. She had a lot of makeup. But I didn't know when she was wearing a lot of makeup. And then growing up, I like finding females that I thought attractive were usually the ones who didn't really wear makeup. Second question, last question. Out of all of the things we talked about, which topics jumped out at you the most that you would invite another man to elaborate on next time on the show? I'm comfortable with what I've said, so I feel like someone else should weigh in on consent. What's their opinion? How do they deal with it? Has that happened to them? Has that happened to somebody else in their position? What do they do when it happens to them? What do they do when it happens to somebody else? Okay. Give their opinion. Give the honest opinion. Don't bullshit because it's not what the show's about. All right. Well, let's let's hope they accept the challenge. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. No worries. All right. I said what I said. You said what you said. <laughs> Well, this man has said what he said. What are your thoughts on his perspective? This is just the tip of the iceberg of my conversations on rape culture and consent. So I'm sure I'm going to gather more courage as I continue on my journey interviewing 100 masked men. Make sure to subscribe for more episodes every Wednesday. And of course, if you want to be on the show or know of somebody that does, make sure to let me know. DM me at Miss Amanda Chen on Instagram, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye for now.